0: two pussies. This is Ronnie
1: and this is Lindsay.
0: And this is Season 2. Yeah, dude. Woo! I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm so glad to to be here, to be recording on this gray and gloomy afternoon on my back porch. <laughs> Me too. It's actually kind of nice.
1: Like it's it's a little bit warmer today than it has been the past couple of days and the snow is melting from the other day and yeah. Things drip dripping, but it's still like no, I guess there's not really snow <laughs> out anymore, but there's a little bit on the stairs.
0: <laughs> and for those listeners that are like, what the fuck, snow? Yeah, it decided to uh, snow like six inches here in Somerville, Massachusetts at the end of October. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a lovely November day now, and so we are super excited to to be here and share this time with each other and all of you. Yeah. I do want to say before we jump into this week's episode, a quick and special thank you shout out to Mama Hazel, my mom, who joined us for last week's episode and talked about Halloween and spooky things, but it was was a lovely little keepsake, I think, for for me as well. Then I got to record an episode with my mom and... Hopefully, she'll be back in the future to join us for more episodes. Absolutely, dude. And how adorable is she? So I'm just, cute. like, I can't get over it. <laughs> oh. I think that was the number one comment that we got from listeners through like, <laughs> DMs on Instagram was so cute. She <laughs> is the cutest. Gosh. Love you, Mama Hazel. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, we have a great episode today. We are going to talk about ginger. Yeah, ginger. Yeah. And I think we both sort of agreed it's it's, it's sort of the cold, dreary doldrums of November. Yeah. And that always makes me think of like the warmer spices. And, you know, a lot of plants are getting put to bed, but it's like spice season. Yeah, it is. So we're going to start things off with ginger. It'll be awesome. Before
1: we kick things off, I'm just going to take a quick second and light this candle so that we don't forget.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I want to share a little story that happened last week with Kenway. And I don't want people to think that I overreacted, but I totally overreacted. Oh, what happened? So it was the morn of Dan's birthday, and I feel like that's significant due to the tone of the story, (laughs) but uh, Kenway had, a couple of days before that, um, had done what he likes to do, licked and eaten some tape. Oh. And that, of course, irritated his tum-tum and made him vomit a bunch the following day. Oh. So we were kind of on the, like, well, we'll just keep an eye on it as long as he's, like, Also active and eating and drinking and using the litter box. And, like, if he's otherwise normal and this goes away after, like, a day or so, then fine. He's, like, throwing it up on his own and he'll be okay versus, you know, having to take him in. So we were kind of on the cusp of that where, like, it had just happened, but he was fine. He had a full day of being fine. We're like, okay, cool. He's good. And then the morning of Dan's birthday, Kenway spent all night asleep between us. Like, a dead fish, just oh. like, like just lay in there. And that morning, he also like wanted to just keep snuggling. And I was like, "What is up?" You like, he didn't get up for food. He didn't get up when I went to the bathroom. And then he eventually like I picked him up and scooped him, put him on my chest as I was laying there, and he just kind of like flopped down. I was like, "Yep, okay." I couldn't get him to purr, and that was the big thing for me. Was like, usually he's a profuse pur- purrer. and. I couldn't get like anything out of him and yeah, then he Dan
1: a profuse purr Yeah,
0: he's just, he's very chirpy And he's always purring And you could just like look at him And he starts purring And I couldn't get anything out of him And I was like, uh oh Maybe the tape thing was more serious than I thought And so then Dan did the same thing And picked him up And I was like, I think there's something wrong with Kenway And Dan was like, oh, come here buddy And like picked him up, put it on his chest And Kenway just sort of like put his head on Dan's shoulder And was like, yep, Aww. whatever I was like, I really think there's something wrong with him. Dan was like, You're crazy. I do want to put <laughs> I do want to
2: put this into the record for the five C two P listeners out there. Hi guys. X- <laughs> X-O-X-O. Uh, Kenway and Engineer Dan have a life outside of Ronnie. And <laughs> it oftentimes includes exactly what Ronnie is witnessing in this moment where he is just he's he's out, man. He's out. He's just a warm potato. <laughs> And he just wants to snug, and that's what was being that was that was on my on my day of record that's what we were doing. we were having a a father son moment,
0: <laughs> but I ruined it because I panicked and thought he was dying, <laughs> and so- immediately was like teary and was like, we're gonna have to take him to the vet and like doing the mental math in my head of like, should I call Lindsay to drive us because we're not going to be in any state to drive and like <laughs>
1: I'm a full panic attack. So wait, he was he was just sleepy? Yeah.
0: <laughs> he was just sleepy. <laughs> Dan, like, realized, I think, what was going on, got up, got, like, a catnip toy that he loves, started playing with him, and then he was immediately, like, wide awake and was <laughs> like, I want to destroy everything. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. He was just, I'd never seen him like that. We've had him for, like, five years, and I've never seen him Aww. like that. He doesn't do that with me. Oh. Uh.
2: <laughs> we have a special bond. <laughs> and we were kicking it. A couple yep. of dudes doing dude stuff. And Uh, and
0: I decided a sleeping cat was dying.
2: (laughs) So I roused him to the point where he was so into the play session that he attacked me. (laughs) I drew blood. Not his fault. He was playing with purple sock. And that made Veronica laugh and satiated her need (laughs) for us to then carry on with my day of record. (laughs) I just want you guys, again, listeners, dear listeners, I want you to know that when your cat's sleeping, according to... (laughs) According to Ronnie, if your cat yep. is really sleeping, it's probably going to die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like it's
2: a real Schrödinger's cat.
0: <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm I've become an overprotective mom. <laughs> I might be like helicoptering my cat. To <laughs> be like, "You should be awake now."
1: <laughs> I am confident he will really let you know if there is indeed something wrong with him.
0: Totally fair. I'm confident that if there's something wrong with him, Dan will know. Oh, okay. Well that's,
1: that's fair. I'm no longer yeah.
0: confident in my own abilities. will let Dan know.
1: Yeah. And it'll be all good.
0: But yeah. So so Kenway died on Dan's birthday and, and has been resurrected by catnip.
2: <laughs>
0: what a weirdo. <laughs> all right. Question. Yeah. I'm sure that's burning on everyone's mind, Lindsay. Oh, what? How's Drake's Hollow
1: going? Oh, dude. I have placed so many waypoints. <laughs> so many. There's got to be like 48 or something. Whoa. Yeah. Like I've, I've made
0: a bazillion of them. Dude. You this guys, for- that's a lot.
2: Are you guys talking about Drake's Hollow, the video game? Yes. On, yes. on yeah, the yeah. Xbox? Yes. Yeah. That you're both enjoying? Yes.
0: Yes. yes. Made by the Molasses Flood. Yeah.
2: Molasses Flood Studios? Yeah. That Drake's Hollow? Yes. yes. Not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes i have placed so many waypoints i think out of the how many islands are in that first like area mm, a, like a dozen something like that yeah. yeah i think i've only not visited three
0: whoa you're way ahead of me
1: yeah i like went waypoint went crazy and <laughs> and I'm like killing the baddie monsters and i'm already to the point where i can go to the next like camp world actually i think it's it's uh they break it up into seasons i think oh cool so i think the next season that i'm going to is autumn but i'm a completionist (laughs) and i need to hit all the islands first
0: yeah um, i would i would also hit all the islands just to see yes uh because i feel like you can't go backwards in this game and and so i don't think we talked about this last time But between then and now, not only have you set 48 waypoints, you also killed the drake. (laughs) And so now I'm curious, have you killed any more? (laughs) No, but almost. Almost. Yeah.
1: Um, I killed the drake because I couldn't find any juice boxes to give it or like enough. And it died of thirst, (laughs) which was terrible. But I got got another one anyway. I think that they they put another spot on the map where you, you can get one in place of the one that you killed. Oh, buddy. Then I was running into trouble finding food, so they were like dying of starvation. I was like, (laughs) fuck. But what I did was I just like leveled one up, and then that in turn. I was able to get the experience points right. from my camp up to level five, which opened up a recipe for me to craft the lobster trap, which basically gives you all of the food that you oh, need. Oh, so nice. They are at no risk of dying of thirst or starvation anymore. Nice.
0: My <laughs> poor little buddies are still on carrots
1: and cabbages. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Might I suggest giving the dead ones some ginger?
1: Ah. <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore. I don't even remember its name. There's a little, oh. there's a little gravestone at the campsite for him, though.
0: Oh, bud.
1: You know. <laughs> it's sad.
0: Well, we'll uh, be sure to continue our saga of Drake's Hollow as we go <laughs> through and complete this game. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Animal Crossing. <laughs> it is like the new a- Animal Crossing. Except I also play this one. I'm just very far behind. <laughs> Awesome. Well, if uh, if you want to do us a solid before we take a little break here for our next segment, but take a moment and uh, give us a like. Give us a follow. Uh, you can find us on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcast, I guess it is now. I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> what do the kids do in the Apple Podcast? You can like, you can leave us a comment, uh, you can rate us. Uh, that actually really helps us out uh, because it helps other people uh, find the podcast. So the more likes, the more rates, the, the higher those numbers, um, the more people will be able to find us when they just type in like podcast about witchcraft kind of thing. And that would be awesome. Uh, you can do the same thing on Spotify. Spotify, follow us, share, all that good stuff, and Instagram. It's 5 c 2 P Pod. Like, follow, subscribe. We'll see you in a few minutes to talk about ginger.
1: Yeah. Catch you soon, witches. Hey, welcome back. Thanks, dude. We are going to talk about ginger. Yeah, yeah, or... Er- Dan. D- I meant to say Yes,
2: dude. I'm here.
1: Yeah, dude,
0: Ginger. <laughs> you know, it's not your fault. <laughs> that candle got really close to your knees. It so. did get really close to my knees.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are all kinds of discombobulated today, but we are going to talk about Ginger. Yeah. <laughs> and I am super excited about this, not only because Ginger is, honestly, has probably come to be my favorite seasoning. I put it in everything. Like an obnoxious amount of things. I think the only thing I haven't put it in where I'm like, hmm, maybe is like scrambled eggs. Oh. I would I mean, I would try it with scrambled eggs. I'm, I am it's, it's in my I put it in my stuffing this year for my turkey. Oh, I like stuffing was really good. I like throw it in my ramen, for just like a quick bowl of hot soup. I put it in my tea. It's in everything. I use it for only
1: one of two reasons ever really? but I re- well I guess I have three ways that I use it that I use it a lot for yeah I like it in my salad dressing I like like a nice honey ginger salad dressing I use it for cold season a lot for, oh like a marinade nope first sign of a sore throat
0: I, oh, I that, drink cold it se- empty. <laughs> that cold season yep.
1: <laughs> and I use
0: it for hangover nausea oh dope yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so many more uses for ginger. And we'll talk about the ones that we like and the ones we haven't tried yet. But the other reason I'm really excited about ginger is because it has a really cool botanical name. Oh, can you say it? Yeah, I think I get this one. <laughs> Zingiber. Zingiber. Zingiber Originale. Ooh. <laughs> Now makes a lot of sense. I want to tangent here for a second. There's a tea, a very popular tea that's like called like lemon zinger and it's a lemon ginger tea. I don't like it because I don't like lemon in my tea, but it's I was always like, why the fuck is it called a zinger? And now I think it's because ginger's official name is zingiber. Or is it zingiber? Zin- it could be zingiber. <laughs> zinger. Uh, well, it's zing iber. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you're getting. <laughs> but it has a wonderful variety of uses and is uh, abundant in a lot of different forms. So I wanted to talk just for a second about the actual like, plant before we get into all its cool stuff. Cool. So the plant itself, I think most people are probably familiar with one of two things. Either the little jar of, like, kind of gold-colored powder that you put sometimes in, like, I don't know, a pumpkin pie or gingerbread cookies. Or that piece of, like, brown, gnarly, dried wood-like substance that you find usually next to the garlic in your produce section. Yeah. Now, both ginger, but... I wanted to just take a moment to highlight the beauty of fresh ginger, which is a fairly new thing to me. So about three years ago, I went to the farmer's market here in Somerville, Massachusetts, and one of the tables was selling fresh ginger from Old Friends Farm, which is a local, like, small organic farm. And it was uh, not only still attached to its stems uh, with all these leafy bits, but the ginger itself was neither... Uh, brown nor woody nor fibrous it was juicy it didn't have a peel it was tipped in pink and it was a whole new experience now is this is this fresh ginger root or is it like the whole plant so uh, that leads me to a second thing in a second around root versus stem versus plant Uh, so technically it was the entire stem but what we think of, of ginger root is actually the rhizome, oh. and a rhizome is a below-ground stem. So, like orchids or turmeric, uh, galangal, uh, all of these things are rhizomes. So, is it like a bulb? It kind is kind of closer to a bulb. Oh. It is a below-ground piece of the stem that grows horizontally. Specifically, grows horizontally. And from that sort of tuber comes uh, the above-ground stems, the green pieces, and the roots, which are actually little hairy bits that hang off the bottom. Oh. Uh, so if you dig up a piece of fresh ginger, you'll see it grows like the you have the above-ground green stalks that look kind of like bamboo. And... Uh, Then you've got this piece of ginger that goes sideways. And (laughs) hanging off of it, uh, (laughs) below that, are the little hairs. And what we often end up with is... Ginger that has been professionally cultured or cultivated mostly in Asia because they have the right amount of moisture and warm climate to grow ginger. But that gnarly brown shit that you find in the store that I now refuse to buy unless I can help it, that has been actually uh, left in the ground for a year. So it gets gnarlier, more brown, and then it's cured. So they leave it in the ground for a full year. Then they harvest it. And pick off the pieces that they want, and then they sort of basically air dry it a little bit so that it will ship. Because ginger normally is fairly juicy, and if you ship juicy things, they rot. Oh, makes sense. So if you, like, let it cure a little bit, and you use this sort of older, more fibrous uh, plant to begin with, then you end up with this brown, papery, also more spicy ginger, Uh, But the young stuff almost has no skin on it at all. You can, like, just slice it and eat it fresh. You could, like, slice it and put it in a salad if you wanted. Or, like, garnish, like, the top of a soup with it. If you had, like, a way to slice it real thin. Uh, When you grate it, you end up with a lot more juice. And the tips of it are actually pink. Which reminded me of the fact that pickled ginger was one of my very first introductions to quote unquote fresh ginger <laughs> uh, like to ginger as a plant and not just a powdered spice and i thought all ginger was pink for a while oh and that's 100 percent food coloring i've seen it
1: the pickled stuff both pink and like The the whitish yellow. The pink stuff always freaks
0: me out. I refuse to eat it. I'm like. I I always just sort of assumed that it was something in the pickling and it's just food coloring. And so now when I go to buy it, then, you know, I will buy the white stuff. But sometimes if you use really young ginger that has those pink tips and slice it and pickle it, you can also enhance that pinkness with a little beet juice if you want to do it naturally. But sometimes you'll get almost like a peachy color um, because the, the pink from the really, really young ginger will come up. Cold. Yeah. That's so neat. Yeah. But you'll find it, you know, pickled, fresh. Uh, you can buy it frozen. I didn't know you could freeze ginger. So now that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna huh. buy the most <laughs> ginger I could possibly buy from <laughs> old friends farms. Uh also not a sponsor, <laughs> but I like I like their products a lot. Uh, and then freeze it so that I've got it all year, but Yeah, like powdered and ginger, or gingered, yeah. (laughs) And and teas and sauces and soups and marinades and you name it. I bet you can find a cool use for it. Cool. We're so good at talking today. I know. (laughs) 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 Uh, I wanted to mention as well that there is also wild ginger, which is different. It is called wild ginger because it's got kind of this like spicy, ginger-like flavor in the leaves, and it is a tuberous rhizome-based plant, so the rhizome does go sort of underground, Uh, but if you find it in the wild, it grows in typically sort of like shady, leafy areas and is harvestable um, spring through fall, uh, especially here in New England. If you know what you're looking for, you find it, and you want to harvest it, it can be endangered in some areas. So make sure that you really know the area you're harvesting from, and it's a well-populated patch. Uh, You can take, you know, 20% of the leaves, and it'll still be fine. Don't dig it up. Once you dig it up, you've killed it. You really need to know what you're doing if you're going to dig it up to get the, the tuberous bit underneath without killing the plant. And you can transplant it, but again, it's for the advanced gardener that really knows what they're doing. Um, and it's it's not going to be the same as buying um, you know the the zingiber, <laughs> 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 uh, but it it does have that sort of peppery gingery taste. And if I was going for a walk in the woods, I'd keep my eye out for it just in case. Oh, cool! Yeah. <laughs> so, what? Do we do
1: with it now that we know what it is? What do <laughs> we do with it? I've only ever ingested it, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> which makes me wonder, Lindsay. Yeah, can you smoke can it? You smoke it, dude. So I
1: actually looked it up today, and there wasn't a lot. I found like one website that talked about it a little bit. I can't even remember the name of the website now. But what they said was that. Sure, you probably could, but it's not gonna do anything for you unless you smoke a lot of it, like a lot of it. And once you smoke a lot of it, you'll probably get like some kind of like visual hallucination sort of stuff. But along with that comes like a lot of really bad medical stuff, like <laughs> <laughs> like it's gonna fuck you up. So probably can but maybe you shouldn't That's because fair. there's other stuff to smoke.
0: <laughs> yeah. This was honestly the first time where I couldn't find anything on it either. But this was the first time my brain went Yeah, but yeah, but <laughs> what if I just took a little and dried it and put it in with some mullein? <laughs> and then I was like, "Wait a minute. Okay, let's just pause for a second. Remember I'm an idiot." not a doctor. <laughs> and maybe if nobody else is doing this, I shouldn't either. Yeah. <laughs> just in this, like in this particular medical scenario. And then I also remembered it's fucking spicy. <laughs> you know what I don't want inside my lungs? <laughs> right. Dude. Spicy.
1: It's so all like stuck in your nose. Your nose is all burning.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just, I imagined the like error of my ways, just like immediately sending me some sort of like fucking shock.
1: <laughs> uh... So, you know, you you probably can smoke it if you want, but it,
2: wha- why? Right, but, but why? But why? <laughs> How about
0: you don't? Just don't. <laughs>
2: Maybe do a tincture.
0: Yeah, There's I so many play. other good things to smoke and so many other great ways to use ginger, then yeah, just don't don't smoke it. <laughs> so I'm gonna run down the list of some cool medical things. Okay. Uh that ginger is. And I think this will help to explain a lot of the sort of, it's a cure-all that a lot of people, kind of like garlic. It sort of falls in that same vein of people are like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Just have some ginger. (laughs) Yeah. I like that you describe it as a cure-all.
1: And pardon me for interrupting. No, no. Go for it. But I found this really, really cool. And in traditional Chinese medicine, it is believed that ginger is a cure-all. That it treats the entire body because... The rhizome kind of looks like a person. And I found this interesting oh <laughs> because I had read before about different foods that, d- you know, depending on the way that they look, it will affect that part of the body. Like really? walnuts, for example. After you a walnut, it looks like a brain. It's like really good for your brain.
0: Really? Yeah, I had no idea. Um, <laughs>
1: tomatoes, if you cut them in half, they have four chambers, and tomatoes are really good for your heart. Four chambers like your heart. Oh. Um, avocados uh, kind of look like the uterus, and I was gonna say
0: pregnant belly. <laughs> yeah,
1: and it's really good for like uterine health. Oh. Um, grapefruits look like mammary mammary glands, and they're really good for your boobs. Holy shit. Yeah, like crazy, right? <laughs> that
0: is really crazy. <laughs> that That is so bizarre. I, I had no idea that this was a a science or a pseudoscience yeah. or a thing that even existed. <laughs> so ginger ginger does kind of look like little people. They do, yeah. <laughs> and
1: the Chinese are like, yeah, you can use it for your entire body.
0: Well, they're not wrong because uh, this particular plant, I'm not going to say it's a herb, but this particular plant... Has so many different uses, and I do want to say that although not all of them have been fully explored scientifically, there is a compound in ginger that is a medicinal property, like, this isn't just you know, like. Eat an apple a day to keep the doctor away kind of thing. This is, there's a lot of studies that have been done around different areas of health improvements and benefits of ginger. And more studies to be done around some of the others. So here we go. Ooh. It is good in helping digestion, nausea, chronic stomach issues, arthritis, especially osteoarthritis, cholesterol, a blood thinner, anti-inflammatory It's an antiviral, it's an antiparasitic It's an antibacterial It lowers your blood sugar It is good for early cramp menstrual pain There are some studies that Are currently ongoing uh, Where it can prevent cancer Specifically around colon cancer oh. uh, And General rheumatism Which also includes things like Colds, uh, sore throats uh, Nasal congestion, that sort of thing Neato. Uh, So that's like, and those are all broad strokes. Those also have a lot of subcategories of like, uh, you know, specifically there was a study uh, done in, I want to say it was England. I can't remember if it was England or one of the Scandinavian countries because a lot of the studies that I was reading sort of ping-ponged back and forth between the two and I didn't write it down but there was a study that was done around uh, arthritis and ginger and in male athletes that took two uh, essentially two grams of ginger per day they took it uh, some took it via pill form and some took it like sort of just fresh in uh, in their food and they did a study of about 150,000 male athletes, and it helped their knees. Specifically, of all the bodily pain that they had, it was particularly good for knee pain. Oh, that's really As a person interesting. who experiences knee pain, I'm like, huh, <laughs> 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 maybe I'll take more ginger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's got a huge list. and. It's it's one of those like I said it's, like, it's sort of a cure all it's good for a little bit of everything and it is also I got to say is my go to when I start to feel a little peaky uh, my first thing is like great I'm gonna make a cup of tea with some ginger and honey
1: yeah that's what I do too yeah. yeah as like first signs of a cold I go right to that and I drink a ton of it and within like a day or two I'm back to normal
0: yep. Yeah, I uh, I also, like you mentioned, you know, being hungover, it was my mom's go-to when I was a kid, and still, like, when I am, like, truly nauseous, like, I have the flu or whatever, and I have an upset stomach, it's the thing that I want to drink. I, like, crave flat ginger ale. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Totally. Which, essentially,
0: is ginger tea, really. that ginger tea with sugar, so... <laughs> same thing but yeah i was i swore ginger ale like canada dry would make me like make me feel better and stop me from vomiting (laughs) also it doesn't taste that bad if you vomit it back up (laughs) you know i've never tried it flat before my mom would always give us soda when we were we didn't drink a lot of soda when we were kids but when we were sick we got flat ginger ale i liked it when it wasn't flat and i uh, I kind of feel like it was sort of twofold. One, she would take some of the bubbles out of it so that the bubbles wouldn't give us indigestion. Right, right. Uh, or like, b- like burn our poor little esophaguses, which were also like raw from vomiting. Uh, but also it was one of those like, we sipped it kind of thing. And by the time it was done, it was flat. So yeah, that, that, that makes total sense. I've heard
1: of other people doing it flat as mm. well. Um, i I read somewhere that Henry the Eighth touted it as a remedy for the plague, yeah, I
0: saw that too, <laughs> which I
1: thought was super cool because then it brought me to his daughter, uh, it was a uh, Queen Elizabeth the I, right oh, okay. eventually yes. after she became queen, because he had told her that she's credited towards making the first gingerbread men cookies, really? Yeah, she would would have them made and had them decorated as, like, the dignitaries who would visit her
0: court because he told her that. That's really cool. Yeah. So she was like, good health to you. Look, I've made you a present. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Cool. (laughs) I didn't know where gingerbread cookies came from. Uh, I would have never guessed like essentially Henry VIII and the plague. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean the cookies could have been around before that, but like specifically sure. shaped as people. That uh, was fair, that fair, was fair. Queen Elizabeth.
0: Yeah, so cool. Yeah, I think the other list of like medicinal things here that I've never actually tried, but now I'm very curious about is the minstrel pain. I read that too. Yeah, and and I like I have had ginger tea while experiencing nausea from the menstrual pain. But one of the studies that I read said that it was, uh, it was absolutely like definitively more effective than the placebo. But many of the women that were uh, taking the ginger instead of the ibuprofen, which was the other, they did placebo, ginger, and ibuprofen. And the women that took the ginger Uh, were as likely as the women who took the ibuprofen to say that their cramps went away. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Especially early, like early cramps. So like that first, like, ah, fuck, I'm going to get my period tomorrow. And then the day of, yeah, that's when you like hit that ginger. No kidding. I'm going to give it a try. I'm really curious. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Let me know.
1: Let me know how that goes.
0: I'm really like, I am wondering though, because a lot of the times, a lot of these doses were a gram, which isn't actually that much ginger, but I'm like, how were they taking it? Should I be like a gram of powdered ginger is very different right. than a gram of fresh ginger. And like, I can Easily eat a gram of fresh ginger in a bowl of ramen. I'll just slice that shit up and like eat it like candy. Fine. But like, you know, does it have the same effect if it's made into a tea or candied? Because making your own candied ginger is super easy. Right. Um, and so I'm kind of wondering, like, what's the best way to consume that? More research may be needed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, you're
1: totally right.
0: Okay. So all the, the aches, pains, ailments that you got, you can take some ginger. <laughs> Now, the fun part. Oh, I like the fun part. The
2: magic. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, as you can imagine, ginger is spicy. So, it is most closely associated with the planet of Mars and with fire sign and your root chakra. And there's, again, a whole list of things that it is good for. I think people, when they sort of, like, started coming up with, uh, like, magical properties of herbs and that sort of thing it's so closely tied in with health related things that it's just like oh well, this is good for this and this and this and this and like uh, and just wanted to keep using it because it was already proving beneficial in other areas of their lives but i got a list Ooh. i'm all about lists today <laughs> <laughs> I found, I read a bunch of different sites, uh, consulted three or four different books that I have. And this is the complete list that I could find. Uh, Some of these were only mentioned once. Some of them were mentioned a bunch. But ginger could be used magically in grounding, for balance, in success, for clarity, and matters of love, and more specifically, lust, money, power, and healing. Oh, so I think the healing's kind of like new yeah. shit. I mean they, yeah, the healing one makes <laughs> total total yeah. sense. The healing one makes sense, but around the healing one, the thing that I uh, that I specifically read uh, is a healing spell, which I'll share in a moment. But that the more uh, common use of ginger for healing was to sew it into a poppet in the area that needed healing. Oh, so if you're like tummy was sick you would sew a little piece of ginger root into the tummy of a poppet and carry that with you and a lot of um, shops that I saw online actually still sell amulets with little pieces of ginger inside uh, thought to bring you know bring healing or sometimes used for um, connection to your heart for lust and love and that sort of thing oh yeah oh that's really nice yeah but basically the main reason that it's used for all of these things is ginger's a stimulant it heats things up it get it gets things moving and that's what you're trying to achieve in ginger with all of these different different spells and properties is you know you're you're trying to like either root yourself because it's a root uh, or a rhizome but otherwise you're trying to like get things stirring <laughs> say like honestly like nine of ten things that i read was like like to spice up your love life <laughs> And i was like okay <laughs> which is cute because when i was a chef we did put a lot of ginger in the food around valentine's day specifically we oh. make like aphrodisiac menus which i think i've mentioned before but yeah yeah Ginger was one of those things that we'd put in there too, (laughs) especially if we did one time I did a his and hers menu, which is uh, a long time ago when, uh, (laughs) when I wasn't as awoke to binary, uh, non-confirmations, but yeah, we did a his and her menu one time and you could totally get his and his and whatever, but yeah, on the his menu, it was a lot of ginger.
1: What if a her liked the his menu better? can
0: she get the his? yeah yeah out? it wasn't like yeah it wasn't oh. <laughs> no we didn't actually care we just thought it would be cute to do like a like a couple's menu kind of thing i don't it was a dumbass idea <laughs> but i specifically remember that we put a lot of ginger in uh in the his food huh. which was again it was a dumb idea <laughs> but we were like yeah let's get that blood flowing 21 year old me wasn't very enlightened (laughs) but most 21 year olds aren't so whatever
2: (laughs) I will take the her menu thing that is not a declaration of my gender but simply the her menu looks delicious
1: I will take one of each off
0: of both menus
2: yeah, 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 I mean ultimately
0: <laughs> like ultimately they were both just delicious menus and I don't know why we made it more complicated. But
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> But yeah, it's uh it is very com- uh commonly used in in lust and love spells. Uh the other one that I found that was really neat was because it's spicy, it was also associated with bravery and Ooh, wow. confidence because uh it took a lot of guts to chew it. <laughs> And (laughs) so if you wanted confidence or to be brave in something you were about to do or face, you would choose some ginger. And that would really, like, get you going kind of thing. Oh. And be like, yeah, I'm chewing ginger. I can do this. And then you, like, go face your fear or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because I don't find ginger that spicy personally. But I get it.
1: Like, did they not have ghost peppers back then? Isn't that what the kids are doing now?
0: Okay. uh, You've been to England? No, I haven't been to England. Oh, okay. Well... I'm not saying their food wasn't spicy, (laughs) but when I'm thinking of, like, where this particular uh, story came from, which was, in fact, a British, like, folklore thing, I'm not thinking of spicy food. Like... like it was expensive it was fucking expensive it was peasant food and so like they didn't have pepper and they didn't have ginger and they like these were rare expensive like hard to find things they barely had salt so you know when you're looking at like I have carrots and potatoes and brined beef like I've got sheep to eat and like you know that like they didn't have a lot of of sp- spicy variety there, so yeah, ginger was a big deal, and it was it probably blew their taste taste buds off.
1: Speaking of sheep, I read that in the 11th and 12th century in England, one pound of ginger cost the same amount of money. As a fucking sheep,
0: holy shit, <laughs> well, so
1: yeah, it was expensive. yeah it was coming
0: from Asia, and yeah, I read similar thing about black pepper that uh it was in the i want to say in the fifteen hundreds it was I can't remember now, but fifteen or sixteen hundreds that an ounce of ginger an ounce of fresh ginger was almost as expensive as an ounce of black pepper which was the most expensive spice at the time and in terms of today's dollars it would be equivalent to gold holy shit because it was just so fucking hard to get wow and i bet at that point in time they probably weren't dry like waiting for a year and then drying it so it was probably rotting on its way back Yeah. And, yeah, like, so they, you know, if you ship 100 pounds and you only end up with five, (laughs) like, it's going to jack the price up kind of thing. So, yeah, it it was very expensive. So expensive that it was said that if you drank a cup of tea on payday made from ginger, then it would banish poverty after three months. Wow. Because, I don't know. You had enough money to buy some ginger every payday for three months in the first place? <laughs> I have no idea how that works. That seems a little backwards. Well,
2: that's an easy one. It takes about three months for the fortune teller soothsayer to leave the area. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I really want to do a future episode on cunning folk. And I feel like that one was probably more of a cunning folk thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a little a little harmless. Like do this and get that kind of folk magic love it. <laughs> all right. So, I feel like I want to close up with with a healing spell. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So, this is going to make a lot of assumptions. Assumption number 1, you have cleansed and prepared all your tools. Whatever your tools are for you, your altar, whatever, you know what you're doing. Good. Assumption number 2, you've cast your circle or like invoked the god or goddesses. All of that sort of stuff. Assumption, you know what you're doing. Assumption three, you have a small fire. So maybe it's a fire pit. Maybe it's in your cauldron. Maybe it's like, I don't know, your stovetop. That seems messy. But I'm going to say fire pit. So (laughs) you've got your tools. You've got your circle. You've got your fire pit. At this point, you're going to chew on a piece of fresh ginger. So brave. (laughs) So brave. And as you're chewing, you're going to imagine the illness of an individual that you're hoping to heal. Maybe it's yourself, maybe it's someone else. And you're going to imagine the root of this illness. And as you chew, your mouth is going to burn up and you're going to feel this warmth down your throat and you're going to feel it spread throughout your body. But you're going to focus that energy on the area of the body and the root of the cause of this illness. So if it's your knees, you're going to think about your knees. If it's your stomach, you're going to think about your stomach, etc. And as you continue to chew, almost like chewing tobacco, just chew this wad of ginger. Do not swallow it. Continue to chew and hold the juice in your mouth. And as you do so, eventually, the spiciness will fall away. And when it has, you know the spell has started to work. So you've focused on this person, focused on the area. Your ginger's no longer spicy. You light your green candle, specifically green for healing. And you spit that ginger out into your little fire and you burn it up and as the green candle burns and evokes the healing energies and the fire consumes the pain the injury and the illness that has been absorbed from that area of your body into the ginger and died away that person should be healed
1: Oh, that's really nice. My mouth started watering
0: as you were talking
1: about (laughs) holding the juice in there. And I'm like, oh, no. What if it's like that fresh ginger that's supposed to be really juicy? How am I going (laughs) to hold that in my mouth? And the saliva just started, like,
2: pouring out. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Well,
0: uh, why don't we take a quick break and make a cup of ginger tea. And we'll come on back. With a Pussy of the Week. Sounds good to me. All right.
2: We'll ooh, ooh, Before we see you soon, witches, ooh, ooh. maybe the listener wants to pause the episode and drink. What, what's your? How do you take your ginger tea? What's your, what are you going to do in there?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I guess I haven't fully decided. <laughs> uh, so if I'm making ginger tea, I don't know about you, Lindsay. I use fresh ginger. And what I would usually do is take a chunk of fresh ginger, slice it up real thin, put it in a cup, cover it in boiling water, like let it, like boil some water, cover it, um, let it steep for a few minutes and just drink the water. We usually put a tablespoon or something of honey in there, depending on the size of my cup uh, and go from there. But I, I do have some freshly grated ginger. I grated it for something else. So I've already put that in a tea, a big tea bag, enough to make like a pot of tea to share kind of thing. I was kind of feeling maybe More of like a hot toddy, since it's kind of chilly out. Like a little ginger tea, a little cinnamon stick, a little honey, some hot water, maybe a splash of bourbon. (laughs) 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 How would you
1: make your ginger tea? I mean, I'm usually pretty lazy, and I'll just like stick a dried ass tea bag into a cup of hot water. But this cool. sounds so you're, this sounds
0: good. You're buying like <laughs> buying some like <laughs> some pre made ginger tea. Usually, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, I have zero qualms with like pre made ginger tea. I haven't found one I like. That's like, fair. What do you have a, a preferred?
1: I mean, I'll usually buy whatever is there. Fair, really. Uh, right now, I have
0: the Yogi brand one. Okay. Um so that's what I've been using. Yeah, I mean on like I'll I'm kind of on the lookout for a good ginger tea. My problem is a lot of times they're blended with fruit. So it's like ginger peach or lemon yeah. ginger. And I don't want fruit in my ginger tea. I, I want it to be spicy. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fair. I usually put a ton of
1: honey in mine anyway. So it, it tends to drown out a lot <laughs> of the fruit <laughs> flavor <fair>. anyway. <laughs> that's fair.
0: Yeah, I, I like spicy flavors. I don't know. Uh, so I want, I want that kick, but. Yeah. No, I like it too. Maybe if you're uh, listening you've got a favorite ginger tea preparation or a favorite ginger tea brand or blend, drop us a line, 5 c 2 pod at Gmail or on the old Instagram. I'd love to have some suggestions. Try out different recipes. Yeah.
1: Okay, let's go make some tea. Cool. We'll see you soon, witches.
0: Welcome back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got some steaming mugs of—I'm gonna call it ginger tea. It's really just a hot toddy, but lots of fresh ginger in there. And as we really stir things up, <laughs> we've got a brand new pussy of the week. Woo! Pussy of the week. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Our Pussy of the Week. It's been a while since we've done one of these. It has. Not for lack of inspiration, just, I don't know, lack of preparation. Yeah. Uh, We we, do what
1: we do. Yeah.
0: Uh, So we've got a brand new Pussy of the Week this week, and it is a collection of individuals who are totally badass, who are fighting for their rights, who are pro abortion. And it is the people of fucking Warsaw, Poland, who showed out in droves to protest the new abortion ban that Poland just passed. And we fucking love it. We see you, all you 150,000 was the estimation of folks that turned out for, it was the most people that have protested in Poland collectively in the last uh, like 30 years or something ridiculous. But yeah. A huge number of individuals uh, have shown up, spoken out, and are pushing back against this recent ban on abortion.
1: Those are our kind of pussies.
0: Absolutely. So people of Poland, those of you protesting and, and speaking out for your rights, you are our pussy of the week. We like you. As I sit across from Lindsay, closing out this episode, it has begun to rain. Lindsay is in a beautiful, fabulous parka, but I can't see her (laughs) eyes. And it's like I'm talking to a bear and I love it. The fur rim is like flopped down. Now it's just microphone pee popper. (laughs) And fur.
2: Bears have eyes.
0: I know. (laughs) But they're like kind of just I don't know in my cartoony <laughs> v- vision, it's just they're they're in there somewhere. Kind of <laughs> like one of
1: those cartoon bears with a really wrinkly forehead, yeah. So you can't see their eyes. Yeah,
0: that's that's exactly <laughs> what it made me think of. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna wrap things up so we don't get too wet or too cold. But we'll be back next week. But remember, no pervs, no Nazis.
2: Totally. Bite that ginger.